0: amen that's right hey oh by the way how many guys brought your workbook Yeah. hey tonight's your night to shine because if we actually get to finish which is hopefully my plan we get to finish the last two paragraphs but anyway and uh, finish now but we're once again our study on world religions cults and the occult and once again we are finishing up the aspect of the history and the practices especially of new age why the practices because that tells us where in the world they get all this information from Uh, uh, uh i think it's pretty clear by now they're not getting it from where they ain't getting it from the Bible, okay? Uh, and, and it's not just that they're getting from somewhere. You're looking at what they rely upon, and they're using occult techniques. So occult techniques, that's demonic. So guess who's inspiring all their so-called sources of truth? Demons, okay? And we saw that so far with astrology. They rely on big-time mediumship. Basically, is what? Trying to contact dead people. Okay, in various forms of that nature. Last time we left off with divination, and we saw that uh, through omens and sortilage, augury, teratology, scrying, psychic, ESP, and that's right. We're going to pick up where we left off last time, and that's the hot topic of clairvoyance. How many of you guys heard that term? Somebody's clairvoyant. What does that mean? Well, clairvoyance uh, is another thing that they rely upon. French for clair, meaning clear, voyance meaning vision. Okay, And this is the alleged ability to gain information about an object, a person, a location, a physical event through ESP. These superpowers, they're clairvoyant, And they could read through and figure it all out, uh, supposedly. Now, they split it up into three different categories, Okay, according to them. One is called uh, precognition, and that's supposedly the ability to perceive or predict future events. The other one is just the opposite direction, uh, retrocognition, so that's the ability to see past events i don't, not much of a superpower, it's like, hey, I think yesterday something happened, well, duh, <laughs> no, but anyway, it goes more than that. And the third one, we'll go a little bit, because believe it or not, the military actually got into that, and that's the aspect of remote viewing, okay, is another aspect uh, that they do. But basically, they're using these these so-called clairvoyant ability, superpowers to peer into the future or the past, or they can see into a different location what's going on, uh, like, like some sort of uh, you know, satellite imagery or binocular thing. But one of the earliest supposed uh, accredited accounts of this ability uh, was a guy named Marquis D. Day, whatever, how you want to pronounce his name, I'm not going to try is basically what his last name is, Uh, but he was a follower of this guy named, how how did he get into this? Why why did he go down this clairvoyant route? Well, he followed another guy, and uh, Franz Mesmer, you guys familiar with that guy? It's where we actually get an English word, mesmerized, okay? It's also where we get a phrase that is used today called animal magnetism okay, is what this guy, this guy in the 1700s, he was a German physician, but he got interested into astronomy and things of that nature, and basically what we're going to see is with this Mesmer guy, he basically believed that there was a force, there was a force that tapped into all things, all life, all people, all animals, everything, and that you could manipulate this force and whatever, and hence this animal magnetism drew and attracted and you could do all this, yeah, basically what it is, is what we saw with our Buddhism study, it's the chi the force, the chi. Right, the same thing that Star Wars relies upon—the force, right—is Taoism, is what this guy uh, believed in. Okay, and uh, and he, believe it or not, had a huge following. He could mesmerize people, and he tap into this force and do all kinds of stuff like nature, and uh, and again, as we're gonna see uh, uh, tonight. Uh, the New Age is heavy on this stuff when it comes to this force out there, and you need to manipulate the force and tap into this force, and this, you can get secret knowledge and whatever. But what we're going to see also tonight is with the chi force, Taoism, that it also could do something to you physically, okay, physically uh, with medicine. And that's nothing new because, again, the same people who believe this chi or chai, okay, as in Tai Chi, we saw, remember, back in Buddhism with the karate stuff and all that stuff, martial arts, okay, but they, they believe that uh, it's also something that they implement into their medicine, okay, but I'm getting ahead of myself, but Mesmer, uh, that's what he believed, and he believed that, uh, that all this force, this chi forcing, whatever, was uh, going through different channels in our body, and the whole aspect that you need to do was you need to free up these obstacles, right, and get the, get the force flowing correctly, and then everything will be great. Now, I bring him up because he got influenced, okay, um, Mesmer influenced another guy, and this guy was named James Braid. Okay? okay, so Braid got influenced by this guy, by the Mesmer guy, okay, to mesmerize people. Okay, James Braid is basically considered the father of hypnotism. Okay, and hypnotism, I'm not necessarily personally big on that. Uh, because, again, oftentimes the occult, as we're going to see, relies upon that to get you into an altered state of consciousness. Now, here in Vegas, they do shows on it and stuff like, hey, you talk like a chicken, which is evil. Hello? It's never like a cow. Moo. No, what do you pick on? It's a sign. No, anyway. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> no, but uh, you get into an altered state of consciousness. And, hey, man, when you get into an altered state of consciousness, you're flirting with the bad spirit side, right? And you don't want to mess with them. Okay, but anyway, so it's a mesmerized guy. He goes to the James Bray guy. Okay, he gets into that aspect. Uh, and then, again, during this time, you have a lot of famous people who get into this. Uh, you guys are familiar with a guy named uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, right? Uh, Sherlock Holmes, right? Well, he, would, he attended seances, and he declared that uh, clairvoyance and all these manifestations in this category were genuine. So a lot of these people were into that. Now let's get to the remote viewing. Okay, so they're using this clairvoyance. Supposedly get into an altered state of consciousness, whatever, and then you could see supposedly the future and you could uh, the past. But they they can look at and, and get into the state, and then they could see something going on in Russia or whatever. Okay, it's called remote viewing. Now believe it or not, the U.S. government funded a project. Okay, at uh, Stanford Research in the 70s through the mid 90s. Okay, and it was supposed to identify and describe remote locations or targets. Now, the actual project, if you want to look it up with remote viewing, was called Stargate. Okay, Stargate was a project, and uh, the US Army did it, uh, Fort Meade, Maryland, and this went on for quite some time, up until about uh, 1995 when it was shut down and declassified. Uh, and that they were purportedly trying to use soldiers to have this psychic ability, clairvoyance, to see events or sights from a great distance, right? We don't need to send satellites over there or spy planes. We could use the occult, and we could figure out what the Russians were up to. Now, believe it or not, they made a movie on that. You guys know what the name of the movie was? Men Who Stare at Goats, right? That's what that was about. It's an actual military project, okay? So with that. Now, but clairvoyance is also split up into different different, uh, types, okay, according to them. Right? We all know that this is demonic, this is the occult, right? But there's also what's not called clairvoyance, okay, like clear vision, clear seeing. There's what's called clairsentience, by feeling or touching. Okay? A supposed form of ESP where a person acquires psychic knowledge primarily by feeling. You just feel you You see some of this in the occult shows, right? Or these psychics that the police, you know, hire unfortunately, right? And they say, let me feel the object or whatever. It's like a like a psychic bloodhound. You know we'll get to right and you, you feel it and you touch it mm, right it's a bunch of belonging. now we saw before uh, a couple weeks ago uh or maybe it was even last week when the cold readings the warm readings remember that stuff uh and and then even with the police forces using these psychics i don't really believe that there's necessarily uh, uh some godlike uh, attribute powers that are going on because again it's just common sense right uh, for instance, uh, like if they want to use a psychic to find out, oh, you know, or even, even go through this process, like, oh, well, give me uh, you, their jacket. You still have their jacket. Let me touch their jacket and I'll just use clarisentience and I'll find out where their hidden body is. Well, and then they might actually see something. I'm not discounting they don't see something, I'm not discounting that something spiritual is taking place. It's just not the Spirit of God. And they will find the actual location. Well, this must be real. It's genuine. No, because again, you're looking at like a, typically a murder case or something. Well, who do you think was around when the murder was taking place? Demons. They're gonna lead you right to it. And watch the whole thing. What ultimately they'll give you a little piece of so-called what you want just to lead you ultimately astray. And the moment you do that, guess what? People are going, oh, these guys must be right. Let's use them more. Let's promote this. let and what, the whole time, what are you getting steered away from? The Bible. Right? So they'll do that. It's a bait and switch. Okay, with that. But that's clear sense. There's also what's called clear audience or hearing and listening. You can just listen. I suppose again, salience. you thought I was taking it, uh, uh, thought I was joking, it's uh, smelling, you just, <sighs> dude, you need to take a shower, man, I'm just, no, no, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding you, <laughs> uh, Claire cognizance, just knowing, right, I just, I just, I just know, I just, know. you know, that gets kind of scary too, because you hear some of that verbiage in the church, don't you, I just, I just know, I just, you know, I don't care what, you, I've said this before, I don't care what you think, and ultimately you should say, hopefully respectfully, I don't care what you think, Pastor Billy. I want to know what this says, right? So, so don't fall for that. You know, I, just, I just know. I just, I just, you know, I don't care. I want, I want, you, it's got to be backed up with the scripture, right? I'm not going to go on a gut feeling, but claircognizance. There's also what's called, I'm not kidding you, clairgustance. Gustance, uh, that's by tasting. A former ESP that allegedly allows one to taste a substance without putting anything in one's mouth. Yeah. Two blocks over that way. Claire, Claire, you know, salience kicks in. You can smell it, can't you? No, it's not horses. I was talking about KFC right at the road. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know, it's e- evil, okay? Anyway, so that's clairvoyance, right? So clairvoyance, and whatever, you just got this ESP and you can figure out whatever. It, it's all the occult. Okay, that's that. But that's how they rely. That's where they get their information from, right? Now, another big one, this leads to this. Uh, divination again is astral projection. I mean, you've heard of that, yep. astral projection. Now, astral projection basically it's this uh, supposed out-of-body experience. Okay, uh, that uh, that you are traveling. Now, they believe that everybody has what's called an astral body. Uh, it's a soul or consciousness. Uh, that you have, and that you can travel in this astral body, outside your body, and you can travel through what's called the astral plane, through the universe. And when you're traveling in this altered state of consciousness in this other body, the astral body, you could see things, and you can gain information. You could even implant things into people's brains, right? Uh, And things of that nature, okay? Now, uh, so who's popularized this? Where does this come from? Well, guess what? It comes from the occult, and guess who? The theosophists. Right? We saw with the, with the history of New Age, big time into that aspect, Okay, out-of-body experience. But also, they say, well, how do you get into that state so you can supposedly travel through the astral plane and get into this altered state? Well, through uh, dreams uh, and forms of meditation. There it is again. Right? You get into an altered state of consciousness with meditation. Who knows what's going to happen? They also can be induced through hallucinogenic and hypnotic means. That's why I wanted to bring up this guy who was influenced by this guy, which influenced that. Okay, it's the same thing. Hypnosis is just another way to get into an altered state of consciousness. It, you could be induced by drugs. You get into all these different things, the meditation, things of that nature, and all this stuff is creeping, as we saw before, in the church. But basically, you get yourself worked up into an altered state of consciousness, and they say, hey, now you can, now you can ride the astral plane and do all that stuff. Again, the, the astral body, they believe that in that astral plane, and this is their own words, not mine, is populated by angels, demons, and spirits. Well, you got two out of three, right? Because they are demonic, uh, and they're demonic spirits, right? And that's what you're tapping into. Now, believe it or not, this isn't just something uh, with New Age. Okay, this is something that's been going on for quite some time, this belief in this astral voyage, astral body, uh, astral plane. Uh, Ancient Egypt uh, would get involved in this, China, India, Japan, uh, the Arctic region, Uh, even in the Amazon jungles, they call it soul flight, okay? And if you know anything about uh, much of the, the tribal... Uh, People in the uh, Amazon in different regions, man, that is serious, heavy duty. Uh, Animism, spiritism, ancestor worship. I mean, you talk about demonic, and these people are wrapped into it. So guess what they believe in, this stuff, right? So it's not much of a shocker. Now, guess who's one of the most notable practitioners of this form of occult technique, Uh, astral voyage? Um, His name was Emanuel Swedenborg. Remember him? He was the very first guy on our list starting where did this new age stuff come from so this is what he was into and this is one of the major pinners of uh, getting that to go on and the practice is also taught guess what here it comes again folks another reason to avoid it is with yoga yoga once again uh and, and and it's achieved you get into altered state of consciousness and with yoga if you keep it up okay utilizing that and meditation and repeating your mantras right your word phrases over and over again then guess what you are going uh, to get into an altered state of consciousness, and they think that can open up this astral plane, and you can begin to travel, et cetera, blah, 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 Okay. Now, I said all that to get to this, because believe it or not, there are some people that said, well, the Bible teaches that that's perfectly fine. And you know what they want to rely upon? They want to rely upon 2 Corinthians 12. Open your Bibles there. And they're taking it once again, as we've seen with all the other teachings, they're taking it out of uh, context, as always. 2 Corinthians 12, and this is where Paul gets caught up into the third heaven, okay? 2 Corinthians, let's take a look there. 12, verses 1 through 4, just read that immediate context and explain what's going on there. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul's vision of the storm, right? Now, first of all, these people in the context here, uh, they're basically, Paul, this is 2 uh, Corinthians. How many of you guys realize that this must be his second letter to him? Man, you're sharp, man. You're, you don't need Claire Gustin's for that at all. But uh, anyway, so <laughs> no. So he had a second. Why? Because even after he, he, this is the Apostle Paul. This is the guy who had direct encounter with Jesus Christ and. Uh, uh, more than once, and then then you see they they basically didn't want to listen to him. The, the false teachers would come to the Corinthian church. These guys would make this big show, and they would listen to them. And so Paul's basically, with tongue in cheek, if you will, uh, saying, "Listen, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, uh, oh, you'll you'll let those guys uh, do whatever, but you won't listen to me." Oh, he says, I'm, "I feel like a fool for having to say this. Are they a, are they a Jew? I'm a Jew of Jews, the Hebrews of Hebrews." And I'm a, he's going through all this list, saying, "Listen, you, want, you I mean you." you are you kidding me that i'd have to sit there and give you my credentials the whole point is this passage that paul's talking about here Is listen after and when he's done he says listen, but you still won't listen to me I can't even believe I had to go through all this But his point is I don't care where the experience is. I don't care who's saying it I don't care what they say if it disagrees with the scripture reject it Now that's the whole point of this passage that we're getting into But let's take a look at what he says. He says I, I must go on boasting Although uh, there is nothing to be gained, I'll go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up into the what? Third heaven. What's the third heaven? We've done this study before. Uh, it, it's certainly what the Mormons teach. We'll get into that eventually. The, the celestial kingdom, the three tiers that you work your way up. There's nobody's talking about. Uh, the first heaven, urnas, uh, in the Greek, is where the birds fly. Where's that? That's our atmosphere. The second heaven the Bible talks about is where the stars are. What's that? That's space. Space, right? Okay. Uh, the third heaven, where God, Paul gets, if you will, caught up, okay, that's the dwelling place of God the Father, right? So that's above and beyond creation, right? With that. That's all it is, okay? So he gets caught up into the third heaven. Now listen to what he says. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, what? I don't even know. So how can you even say he had an out of body experience? He doesn't even know. Right? He just says right here, right? It could have just been a visit. I don't know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I don't know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise. He heard inexpressible things that man is not permitted to tell. Okay, And he goes on and on. But basically, he's just, he's, he keeps going down this litmus of, listen, and here I am, here's my qualifications, but you won't listen to me? Oh, you listen to these guys, but what's the point of the passage? He says, I don't care what a person's experience is. I don't care what their pedigree is. If it's not from the word of God, reject it. Right, which includes these false teachers that were coming into the Corinthian church. Now, I said all that to that. The point that Paul is making is that any revelation that comes outside the Bible, extra-biblical, is a non-reliable source. There is nothing to be gained by it, uh, he says there. Okay? and Here's the point. An out-of-body experience is not a place where you want uh, to gain an absolute, hang-your-hat-on, build-a-doctrine-off experience. Right? And, and Plus, also, what we're talking about in our context, out-of-body experience, astral projection, astral plane, in order for that to happen, was the Apostle Paul taking drugs? Was he doing yoga? Was he meditating? Was he getting himself worked up into an altered state of consciousness? Bang! So he can make it to the third heaven and make it through an astral plane. He says, I don't even know if it's in the body, out of the body period. But he wasn't involved in that stuff. That's a cult. Paul would never do that. And it's not even talking about that. So how in the world could you use that as your justification according to the context that yep, the Bible says this is perfectly fine. Once again, you're ripping it out of context, okay? reading into it what's not there. okay? Uh, and this kind of out-of-body experience is connecting with spirits. The spirit world is a practice of the occult. The Bible warns that those who practice the occult, specifically sorcery, Galatians 5, those who practice it will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, that that is something typical that a non-Christian would do, obviously. Uh, In fact, even this, uh, Job 4, 12 through 21, if you want to read the context later, Eliphaz, he describes being visited by a lying spirit in a vision that tells him God does not regard humans and that he doesn't care about us, which is a lie. But But the point of the passage is, so even if a, quote, spirit comes to you and you see something, okay, if it says that it's contrary to the word of God that we know is to be true, what do you do? You reject it, right? Again, is the whole point. Whatever sort of out-of-body experience you asked to reject and we're talking about, the main point to remember is that it will not give us the ultimate source of truth or knowledge. What will? Okay, the Bible. Christians are to find the truth in God's word. Jesus praised John 17, 17. Sanctify them in your truth. What's your truth? He fills in the blank. Your word, God's word is true. Okay? Stick to that and... You can't be duped, but that's what they're doing that's what they're looking for their source of truth so man how many different ways you got to get it wrong right and again members we saw with new age it's a hodgepodge it's a little bit of this a little bit of that right? they will literally well let's try some astrology well let's try some necromancy well i'll tell you what how about you know i'm into almost really i'm into teratology right if you've ever gone to a new age so-called psychic esp fair whatever you want to call them been there done that wish i went about the t-shirt okay it's all this stuff palm reading, there everything Right? All of it. And they promote all of it. Okay? But it's all, and and then you get to decide which one you get to glean your sort. But one common denominator, it's all the occult. All the occult. So all of it is a sewer pipe. Okay? You need to stick with the pure word of God. Now, another thing, and this is how they're invading even the church. I'll get to that hopefully in a second. Uh, But they're getting into where do they get their practices? Where do they get this information? Astrology, mediumship, divination. Okay, we just finished it up. Now it goes into medicine. Believe it or not, there is a massive invasion of the New Age movement into the world of medicine. Okay, now, they don't call it New Age medicine. Hey, join us and use demonic practices to bring so-called healing to your body. Everybody would run. Here's the term. You ready for the buzz phrase? It's holistic medicine. Doesn't that sound awesome? And that's all it is, folks, holistic. Uh, it's just a form of, quote, alternative message. And the whole premise that they have is you don't just treat the malady. You don't just treat the disease. You have to treat the whole, holistic, whole person. Because ultimately, the reason why they have this malady in the first place is because something's wrong with them spiritually, and you need to whack it back in line. Now, in order to whack it back in line, you got to use the cold techniques. Let me give you that. Uh, demonstration now believe it or not, anything. Well, that's just you know some folks in a seedy part of town and you know You're only got five bucks to get your back repaired and no no uh, believe it or not This is coming in mainstream even here in America. In fact, Europe is way ahead of us. Uh, this kind of medicine uh, Is now merging with general medicine in Sweden. This is just you're getting the same thing It's just like oh, which one do you want? You want to go to one of these guys? Sure, we'll pay for it right? It's already happening in Europe Okay, And they're basically what they, they call it integrative medicine is another term, integrative medicine. And basically what they're doing is they're integrating the occult with medicine. Now, we saw before many weeks, uh, what are they, who's also integrating occult techniques? Secular psychology, right? And especially when we went through the history, remember how many times we saw psychologists, psychologists, psychologist, psychology, psychology, psychologists, and they were involved in these new age practices. And they implement them into their so-called therapy techniques, Right? Same things happening in the medicinal world, okay? With new ages taking uh, over, okay? <clears throat> and listen, according to the American Holistic Medical Association, it is believed that the spiritual elements should also be taken into account when assessing a person's overall well-being. Now, and basically, what they're doing is the same thing, kind of like with the environmental movement, right? Nobody's for dumping toxic waste right down a whale's mouth, <gasps> right? Who's into that? Are you, Jim, are you, no, I'm just kidding. And, <laughs> no, nobody's for that, but they always have this extreme, oh, but really they've taken something that, nobody's for that, right? Who wants to, you know, destroy fish and river, and we don't want to purposely make this place look like a pile of trash, but whatever, but at the same time, I'm not going to worship the earth, okay? And so there's, there's a balance there, but they'll take something that's just common sense good, and they hijack it. The environmental movement has been hijacked by the New Age movement and the occult to usher in. People, to, they're thinking they're trying to save not just the planet, but now save Mother Earth. It's a New Age lie, right? And that they're taking all that energy, all that youthfulness and youthfulness energy, and they're getting them to be uh, promoters of the New Age lie, okay? It's the same thing when it comes to uh, medicines, okay? There's a big movement that's anti-pharma. I don't necessarily disagree with that. But guess who's hijacked it? Okay, guess who's hijacked it and says, oh, so you're not, you don't want to do the pharma, you know, pharmaceutical and the billions of, this. And look at them, they're, they're, what they're doing to the people and they're destroying them and the chemicals and, and it brings all the bad things to your body. And, and that's true. But what they do is they say, now back up into this. And what they're backing up into is in the occult. Again, bait and switch. They're doing it in the medical industry. But listen to this, medicine and the way we treat sickness is changing. Spirituality has met science. And it's become our new advancement in medicine. The New Age movement speaks, listen to this, this is their words, not mine. They speak of a planned influence starting in education. It's the New Age in our education. Remember we did the research and the history with the UN, who's dictating the American educational system. It's coming straight from the UN all the way down. So they've already taken the education The brand, to the political. Okay, so they're influencing into the political as well as now the medical and listen to him admit it. Uh, a new ager, a guy named Dick uh, Sutphin, he said one of the biggest advantages we have as new agers is once the listen. He admits it. Once the occult, metaphysical, and new age terminology is removed, we have concepts and techniques that are very acceptable to the general public, and open to new and open the new age door to millions who normally would not be receptive. What did he just say? Sneak it in. How? It's the same old age, old lie, the occult lie, but if we come with a full frontal assault using our new age terms, people will freak. So what do they do? We're going to come in with the exact same practice, we're just going to change the terminology. How many times have we seen that? That's all Satan does. It's the same old lie, he waits a generation to forget about it, all he does is put it in different clothes, different packaging, put a bow on top, Hey, and people fall for it over and over again. And that's what they're saying. Now we're going into the medicine world, but we're changing our terms to get you to think it's a new alternative medicine. No, it's flat out a cold, okay? They admit it, okay? Listen to this, 30% of the US population has tried some form of unconventional therapy, right? 30%. Last year, these therapies, listen, were a 30 billion, not million, $30 billion industry, and it's continuing to grow, okay? And again, what they're doing is they're saying, you need to try these alternative medicinal therapies because we know that the big pharma is getting out of hand. Again, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Now, I'm not anti-drugs. Uh, I'm not going to that extreme. You got some cults that would teach that. You can't have a blood transfusion. Is it? So I don't know about you, but the last time I checked, I'm very thankful for any form of... Uh, Chemical drug in vapor form, pill form that knocks me out when I'm having surgery. I really personally appreciate that. Okay, so <laughs> I don't want to be, Aah! right? Knock me out. So I'm not against that. Give me a break, right? But I think there are a lot of abuses going on. I think people are being drugged on a massive scale, right? So called legally. Right? Be illegal if you did it on the streets, but in the pharma, you can, you yeah. know. So I think that's legit, but again, what these guys have done, they've gone, ah, here's our chance. Change the terminology, try this alternative, uh, billion, 30 billion dollars. People are paying to go into occult medicine issues, okay, here in the United States, Okay. And, uh, and so let's continue on. So uh, uh, claims from the New Age practitioners are that our health problems are a result of the misalignment of our energies within. And in order to have this perfect health, perfect emotional health, perfect physical health, uh, we've got to align our energies in this positive fashion using their techniques. Now, I'm going to call out some just to get you in your head. So when you see these in the media, when you see these even at your hospital or family practitioner, you will know that these are occult techniques being pawned off as an alternative form of medicine, okay? And then I'm going to get into a a few of them specifically. Uh, Acupuncture, acupressure, rolfing. No, that's down the street. That's not that. It's a form of hand stuff, and we'll get into that. The occult is big on this hand transfer power. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Rolfing, applied kinesiology, iridology, reflexology, polarity. Chiropractors, got to be careful. not saying they all are. But have you run into any chiropractors? And it's like, woohoo? Ever? I don't know. I seem to, always would seem to run into them. And it wasn't just enough to work on your back or whatever. They had to propagate what they believe that you really need to align your spine to the powers of the... It's like, dude, just keep your stuff, right? But that's coming into that realm as well, okay? Uh, but you got that going on. You also have uh, auric, balancing, reiki, birthing, biofeedback, biorhythms, transpersonal counseling, metaphysical counseling, groff, and shiatsu. So now, let's take a look at some various aspects of it. Now, believe it or not, they teach that you can have and get your, 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 your spirit aligned, your energy aligned to get rid of all your illnesses simply by colors, Okay? colors okay or let's do this one first sound all right just sound okay uh they believe that each organ okay not the one that used to be over here but your body organs okay but each organ is believed to have a corresponding vibration attached to it right and so like a uh uh, mantras or sacred words being used to penetrate one's psyche and aligning the energies that are out of balance. So basically, they think that every single organ has a corresponding sound. So if an organ's having a problem, what do you do? You've got to recreate this sound, whatever, frequency, and then that will help get that organ back into shape. Okay, That's what they do. Now, believe it or not, New Age music, been there, done that, uh, is well known to produce a meditative-type state. One thing that the the New Age is also big into selling is subliminal tapes, and you can laugh and scoff at all that, but that's a whole other topic. uh, To a certain technique, how much does that really influence the human body? But specifically, they want you to listen to that while you're basically sleeping or in a in a sleepy state. Uh, A sleepy state is almost a semi hypnotic state where you're highly suggestive, right? So this is but anyway. But this music, the music, they they coordinate their music to have certain effects. They believe on the human body. Now, believe it or not, I don't have time to get in this because we're going to have a whole section on some of the charismatic extreme stuff later in our study. But let me give you an idea of just how quick this is coming into the church. New age period, but specifically this healing with the sounds. Okay? And I have just one resource for you if you ever want to check this out. And um, it is definitely not Christian, but it's being sold in Christian bookstores. It's called The Physics of Heaven. Well, it's got to be Christian," said Heaven. No, number two, it's being promoted by Judy Franklin. Okay, and she works with uh, Bill Johnson, Bethel Church. So a lot of this sewage is coming from Bethel Church. Okay, and we're probably going to have a whole giant study just on that. Also, a lady named Ellen Davis. Okay, so they're the ones who are authoring this book. Now, let me tell you, this is being Christians are eating this stuff up, thinking that this is the latest way to, to improve your spiritual walk with Jesus Christ. No, it's not. It's New Age through and through. Now, let me just give you, this is this, uh, I'm just going to give you some snapshots. And anyway, you can look at the book later if you wanted to. Uh, but this is the, the, the author. She says, uh, Ellen has a desire to bridge the gap, and she admits it bridge the gap between christianity and the discoveries of quantum physics as well as discover god's truth hidden in quantum mysticism and the new age. They're blunt. Absolute blunt. And listen, to this. she says this and this is on page 114 of this book and I quote, she says since all is one then all must be god, which means that you are god and your consciousness is an aspect of the divine consciousness. This is being sold in Christian bookstores. This is being pawned off to the charismatic community that this is the new wave of the Spirit of God. This is how you can have, what do the, the, the false teachers teach, the word of faith teaches, perfect health, perfect wealth, which stems from Hinduism. How many times have we been through that? Well, this is the next phase. Now they're saying, let's go full-blown new age and you can have with these techniques a perfect health, perfect wealth. And it's just the physics of heaven. No, it's new age, right? And they admit it. Let me do this, uh, another one. Uh, This page 126, 127. By evolving into a higher consciousness, enlightened Christians... See, the rest of us aren't enlightened. Enlightened Christians will be able to alter the nature of the reality with their thoughts and intentions. This is being taught in the church. I'll just give you one more quote. This is from... Remember Rob Bell? We dealt with him in our final countdown study. Sure, Pastor Billy, I have all your sermons memorized. Whoever said that, you just made my day. I tell you what. You know, whatever preachers can dream... But let's move on. Here's what he said. There is an energy in the world, a spark, an electricity that everything is plugged into. This sewage is being pumped into the church. An electricity that everything is plugged into. The Greeks call it zoe. Mystics call it spirit. Obi-Wan called it the force. This energy, spark, and electricity that pulses through all of creation, sustains it, fuels it, keeps it going, growing, evolving, and reproducing. This is a new age through and through In the church, okay? But anyway, so that's healing with uh, uh, sounds is one aspect that they believe. Of course, that's what they do with the music and the music and whatever. Healing with color, okay? As I mentioned before, let's deal with that. Colors are supposed to, uh, in the occult, the occult's big on this, right? Shocker, the New Age is too. Colors correspond, they believe, to an area that is sick, okay? And that uh, uh, when you, then you could use colors to supposedly counteract that, okay? Okay? Uh, where they believe that uh, uh, also you can not only wear a certain color on you that will supposedly counteract that, you could eat certain fruit that is a certain color. Well, I got chickenosis. Well, I'll eat a red apple. Or, you know, I've got uh, chicken hypothermia. Well, I'll have a green cucumber or whatever. You know, those normal diseases. But you know, but that's what they believe it says so, so the colors correspond to each anatomy has a color and whatever And so you got to put the right color on it and somehow it's supposed to remember What's the whole premise get you back in line you're spiritually out of whack That's why you have to get use these cold techniques to get you in line and you'll have perfect health and perfect. Well This is stuff we could laugh at it, but this is coming into mainstream medical Okay, healing with crystals right crystals we saw that before and I don't have time to go into it as much as I probably like but crystals of course uh, you place certain stones over the chakra points remember the chakra we dealt with that in Hinduism right and uh, the chakra points to get you into balance because you're out of balance and so you put these rocks on you crystals okay uh, to get rid of the blockages and help the energies flow freely once again Uh, there's also different stones for each energy center. Uh, there's also different stones that are supposed to coordinate each organ in the body. And there's also different stones that have different colors that are supposed to have an effect on the body. And if you don't have anything familiar with this, big bucks, big bucks when it comes to getting these stones for your supposed healing. Also, as we saw before, they also believe them. You often see many people wearing, uh, uh, crystals around their neck and things of that nature, because they also believe that the crystals, when it comes to contacting the spirit world, right, it's like, a, it's like an improvement. It's like a Wi-Fi booster, right? If you got a crystal on, it's going to help you get there faster and get better reception, okay, is another thing that they believe. Uh, biofeedback. This is a machine that you're hooked up to, and it's used to extend the five senses, creating a new sense of awareness by opening up your consciousness to the mind and body, which can be tapped, cannot be tapped through, through a normal consciousness. That's a lot to say. Let me translate. It's a machine that gets you into an altered state of consciousness like that. That's what it is. Now, listen to this. Using this machine, you can control your muscles and eye movement, brain waves, learn to go into altered states of consciousness. After you are trained, quote, you no longer need the machine's input. So this thing will help you get there really quick, and eventually you get used to it. I don't need the machine anymore. I can just do it real fast myself right, I kid you not, uh, have you ever seen those things, they put over the eyes, I'm not talking about the virtual reality stuff, the eyes, and they use light, mm-hmm. just penetrates in your eye, and that gets you into an altered state of consciousness, okay, and, uh, and uh, I remember when I was uh, in Bible college working at a place, this lady was big on it, I'm not making this up, I'm not making fun of her, I don't even know if she's still alive, or if, she's, if, she's, if she is and she's not saved, pray for her, okay, and I don't remember her name, but I remember her coming in. And she, At first, everybody thought she was joking, but she bought one of these things that's supposed to be like, you know, stress reliever. You know, the medicinal thing. Help you to relax, right? Just put this thing on, and it, be, it's, it beams light. You know, even with your eyelids closed, the light penetrates into your brain, and it controls your brain waves, and blah, blah, blah. And some rapid fire thing. And she was sitting there, and she was telling us that after having this thing on for a week, that she was, and she was dead serious. That she was having these conversations with her dog her dog, and she was like, and it was she's really improving their relationship, and it's like, Ooh, take it off, take it off, right, but this is what it does, it gets you into, and this, and you know what, she may have been having a conversation, but it wasn't her dog, but it, that's the part of the familiar spirit, they dupe you, I kid you not, so that's that biofeedback, flower remedies, it's kind of like the color thing, they believe that, uh, uh, again, that if you have flower arrangements in the right way, that it'll help you get rid of worry and fear, and And all these things will disappear. That's another one. Massage therapy. Now, this is huge. This is where a lot of people are getting snookered. You just think you're going in for a massage? Uh Uh-uh. It's kind of like the chiropractor thing. You just think you're going to go in and get alignment? Uh Uh-uh. What sometimes comes with it is an occult technique. Now, uh, let me rip off a couple of these. These are the hands, right? The other ones are with colors, sound, machine, biorhythms, stuff like that. This is with the hands, okay? They, they want to use the hands to somehow, on points of your body, get you back into, what's the goal? You're, the reason why you're sick and you're ill is you're out of alignment, and we need to get your energy back into alignment, okay? So they're using massage. Now, some of us call polarity therapy, shiatsu, reflexology, energy balancing, massage therapist. Uh, and, and again, let me just... Do a couple of them. The polarity therapy, which is big, is uh, founded by a guy named uh, Dr. Randolph Stone. He was a, a member of the occult sect called the Radhasomai, which means Lord of the Soul. Okay, which started by a Hindu yoga guy. Okay, that he sat under. Now he's written something called the Mystic Bible. Okay, the Mystic Bible, and basically the Mystic Bible is the New Age version. They, they basically, you know how the Jehovah's Witnesses have taken the Christian scripture, and twisted it and literally changed the text in multitudes of places. We'll get into that eventually, Lord willing. Okay? That's what these guys have done. They've taken the Bible, and they've new-aged it. All right? Let me give you just a little uh, uh, piece. Once upon a time, there was a young woman, a very young woman, and her name was Mary. And one night, this Mary was visited by an energy filled with light and blah, blah, blah. And to basically, new ages the virgin birth. Okay? Uh, and listen to this advertisement. Have you been looking for a powerful, listen to this, they're selling this to kids. Have you been looking for a powerful children's Bible from a progressive perspective? Now that's a buzz phrase, That progressive. Anytime you see progressive Christianity or progressive worship or progressive what? You know what it is? Out of the pale of orthodoxy. Yeah, you progressed over the edge. Okay, that's what, you, that's what it is. But see, that's like, oh, you guys, are, you're not enlightened. You're a You're a tradition. You're a traditionalist. You're, you're into doctrine. Well, the, we, we're with the new wave of the spirit. We're, no, you're with new age. Okay, you're with the occult. No, you're outside the pillow. Earth. You're outside the scripture. But they put these terms on it. It's oh, it's okay. We're progressive Christianity. Right? It says, quote, the mystic Bible journeys with Christ from his birth through the Pentecost experience and invites children to explore the sacred stories from a new perspective. Yeah, it's just New Age. Now, I had to share this. This was just off of uh, Amazon and a couple of reviews from the Mystic Bible. Listen to what these guys say It is a must have, all caps, right? For all who aspire to understand the Bible. The entire Bible, cover to cover, is mysticism. Stone, the guy that did this, uh, was a close disciple of Master Maharaj Shan Singh and lived years close to him in India. Uh, uh, He he covers all the major Old Testament stories with clear insight and mind-blowing depth. No, he doesn't. He just puts New Age in them. Another one said this. This is the best book, period, uh, ever written about the Bible. It's my most prized possession. No one gets to borrow my own copy. Well, okay, good. At least it stayed with you. Uh, But I wish you'd get rid of it. But he says this. uh, You will learn that all the stories in the Bible are mystic metaphors. So basically, this guy went to the scripture and basically put a New Age spin on everything. This is the Mystic Bible. Total perversion. Okay, But polarity therapy. But basically, this polarity therapy and the other ones, you know, with the reflexology and all that stuff, and, and the rolfing and all that stuff, it's hands. It's laying on hands. Hands, massage, something like this. But listen, the laying on hands for what? For energy. Right? For energy. Uh, and, and exchange occurs. And sometimes not only they believe that they're doing it with this massage therapy, and they get your body into the right area and the right thing, whatever, and with that energy and the the spirit that's coming through. and, And some people even say they feel a sensation of heat, and I'm not discounting that. This doesn't mean it's coming from God, right? And they believe that they're getting your life. And then they say that the reason why we know it's validated is not just your healing, but oftentimes it's accompanied with a mystic experience. Yeah, you have an encounter with it, something demonic. And this is a quote from Alice Bailey. Remember her in our hi- history? Alice Bailey, right? Lucifer Publishing, all that stuff. Okay. Uh, this is a quote from her uh, book called A Treatise on White Magic. <clears throat> it is an occult fact that the hands of a disciple, an occult disciple, become transmitters of spiritual energy. So the occult is huge on this. Okay. Now, is anybody ever seen in the churches... Uh, they want to just, for some reason, say, I, let, me, let me put my hands on you and forehead or whatever, or let me. No, folks, that's nothing new, man. You can call it whatever label you want it. But the occult's been doing that for a long time. In fact, we saw before, remember Hinduism, the, yog, the yogis, the gurus, the masters, with the disciple, in order to infuse within them the Hindu uh, spirit force, what? They, they would put their hands specifically on their forehead. It's called the Shakti pot. Remember that? and infuse, infuse them with the kundalini spirit and things. Remember that stuff, right? You see that stuff in the church, but it's relabeled, isn't it? And somehow it's supposed to be okay. Okay, let's get it. Reiki. Reiki is another one. This was a Japanese Buddhist. And basically with the palm of the hands, the hands-on healing, again, uh, that they, they can uh, transfer this universal energy to get your body back into line. So Reiki is another uh, form of that. Uh, for a while there, there was this thing called psychic surgery. You guys remember that stuff going around? Psychic surgery with these guys with their hands, again, I'm still on the hands, so Colt is big on this, the hands that they could actually perform surgery on somebody, and there would be no incision, that you'd have, like, supposedly a lesion or a cancer thing, and they do their Colt technique, and it pops out, and there's, you know, no incision on the person. Philippines, Brazil was big on that. Uh, In the 70s, there was a guy going around here in the United States, his name was uh, Willard Fuller, and it was alleged that he could cause dental fillings to appear spontaneously, change silver into gold fillings, straighten crooked teeth, and produce new teeth with his psychic dentistry. Okay? And I've shared that with you before that uh, when I was in Bible college, uh, this guy was all enthralled. He went to this, quote, Christian church service, and this guy was producing gold dust and gold teeth and changing what... It's like, you've got to be kidding me. And I'm going, this is the occult. This is the stuff I got saved from. But it's coming to the church. But it's, it's, it's the Holy Spirit? No, no. I don't... Doubt that there's a spirit involved, but it ain't the Holy Spirit, okay? This is the stuff that's going on. Now, let's hit the big one, acupuncture. A lot of people, I get emails on this one, should I be involved in acupuncture? How about no? Okay, find something else. Acupuncture, acupressure, let me get into that. That is uh, 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 with uh, Chinese Taoism, okay? That's your qi force that's going on there, Uh, the life force. It's also a combination of another popular Chinese religion uh, called uh, Husan Chao, and involved in that religion, of course, is uh, many gods, superstitions, alchemy, divination, and, of course, magic, okay, which is demonic. Okay? So that's through and through what this is based on. And basically, with acupuncture, they go back. We've already dealt with this. I'm not going to go into it too deep in our Buddhism study, but you've got the yin-yang principle. right? you got the yin, which is negative, dark, and feminine. I didn't say that. They did. Uh, the yang, which is the bright, positive, masculine right? Anyway, but they, they believe that that's why you have illness is because your yin and the yang is out of whack, right? And so you need to use our chi force techniques, okay, and get you back in line, and it'll get rid of your illness, okay? And uh, so, and guess what they do? That's what they believe by poking you with these needles in different points. What is it, right? Got nothing better, to do? How about poking me with needles? No, they believe that that's getting your chi force back into a line, okay? That sounds something we should be involved in, I certainly don't think so. The important issue is the separation for the born-again believer from any and all practices that would bring him or her into the danger of bondage of counterfeit religions. Ignorance of evil is a danger, and the more we inform ourselves as to the true origin of Eastern philosophies and practices, including New Age, the more we see they are rooted in superstition and occultism. Now, believe it or not, they have another one that's out. It's getting popular if you don't like the needles being stuck into, but it's the same occult premise. It's called EFT, right? Because how many guys just, oh man, man, jammy full of needles, whoa! Okay, uh, number one. So, but, but it's basically the same premise. It's called Emotional Freedom Technique or Tapping. Okay, remember, because the needles in Taoism, in this occult technique, okay, is on certain parts of your body is supposed to get your chi back in line to fix whatever's going wrong with you. And of course, they have their whole mapping system and all that stuff that's supposed to work. Okay? Emotional freedom technique, EFT, tapping, is an acupressure, not puncture, pressure method that's intended to heal people emotionally, sometimes physically, Listen, using finger taps on the different parts of the body, the heads, the sides, the wrists. I don't know if you guys, my grandma apparently was way ahead of people because uh, she'd use some finger taps uh, when I get out of line. You ever get the thump? Boom. Right? But I don't think it was a cold. I think it was just grandma. But uh, she set you straight. Uh, but again, the philosophy is the same thing. It's the energy movement. And so if you don't like the the, you know, the, <clears throat> the needles, then we'll just tap, tap, tap. And when you tap this technique, you tap, you repeat your affirmative phrase, right? That, you know, uh, your, your mantra, okay, uh, with that. And, and you're supposed to get it all back in line. Of course, that's the same um, baloney premise. So tapping, poking, whatever, uh, don't want to be a part of it. Another big one that's coming out real quick, and we're just about ready... Oh, let's close it up. Uh, aromatherapy. You guys hear aromatherapy? Oh, it's great. It makes the house smell good. Well, if it stayed there, that would be great. But that's not what it is. Again, aromatherapy is the art of healing by inhaling the essential oil fragrances, the flowers, herbs, and aromatic woods to bring the body and spirit into balance. Now, hey, if your house stinks and you need to fix it up, go for it. I'm not against that. Okay? Although we had... where was that? We're sitting, remember that? Nobody told me about this. I was in for the surprise of my life on Monday, right? In the the bathroom, in the renovation, in the office, they were getting all kinds of new doodads. And apparently, there's this new doodad that randomly, right? And so I didn't know it was installed. So I'm in there, right? And all of a sudden, I'm saying, what's going on, right? But uh, man, they got a cat spitting at me? What do I do? I'm just doing whatever. I digress. But anyway, so that kind of freaked me out. Man, what's going on here? Right? So, but uh, and then maybe we'll get that fan fixed. You know, the fans go, top, top, top. have you been there in the fan? It sounds like a helicopter. Every time I go out of the bathroom, I say I keep wanting to say do the Arnold thing. Too the choppa, the choppa. Right? But anyway, <clears throat> I really digress. Oh aromatherapy. Aromatherapy. It was spitting at me. And uh, but if that thing went to spit at me, right? And I go, Oh, I feel a line, I feel a hole, you know. And that but believe it or not, as crazy as that sounds, that's what people are doing. It's not just to make your house. it's not just an air freshener. There's a philosophy behind it that if I use this smell, then that smell will affect this part of my spirit and help me align what, that's the occult. Can I tell you something? This is coming into the church, right? Now, is there anything wrong with eating right, trying to eat healthy, getting away from big pharma? I have no qualms with that. But what's being hijacked here? This, New Age is merging with this, and people are backing up into it, and it's even coming into the church. Reading auras, of course, is kind of based also on a Uh, you know, everyone's supposed to put off this thing. I I remember doing this back when I go to the New Age fairs and stuff, and you pay them to do it, whatever. And uh, based on the aura that surrounded you, uh, could tell them certain things about your body. Uh, Gray is associated with fear. Orange is pride. Red, anger, of course. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, There's other ones I don't have time to get into. It's called breathwork, uh, prosperity consciousness, law of attraction, cosmic ordering, synchronicity, that's basically the new phrases for attracting riches and wealth. It's huge in Southern California right now, uh, but in, in the more well-to-do areas, but it's new age. But the guy says this, to participate in any of these uh, to greater or lesser degrees is a, is a dangerous and can bring deception and oppression. All this psychic and occult healing is done in the name of demonic spirits who are masquerading as agents of healing for the purposes of diverting our attention from the Lord, who is our great physician. Now, it's coming into the church. Now, it's bad. Remember with yoga and what's coming to the church, what do they do? They try to Christianize it and somehow it becomes okay. Remember they call it not just Christian yoga, but they'll even call it holy yoga. <laughs> Remember that? That's the actual website. That's one of the big, big promoters of this stuff. Not the only one. They're all over the place, right? But somehow you put a Christian word on, it, it's okay. It's the same thing. I've, I only got time for one example. Uh, when it comes to this phrase, the holistic, okay, the Christian holistic health movement. You know what it is? It's new age. But because you slapped a Christian label on it, somehow it becomes Christian. It makes it okay. No, it doesn't. Let me just expose one guy. Uh, this is a Monty Klein, a doctor. He's a former staff member of the Campus Crusade for Christ. And he now considers him a Christian holistic health practitioner. And in his Christian health counselor newsletter, he devotes six pages to the subject of, listen, new age paranoia in the church. And he says that Christians are guilty of more hysterical rather than rational beliefs in their approach to the New Age movement. And the opposition of many Christian authors to this holistic health techniques, Okay, he calls them flat earth Christianity. They say, you're old, you're ancient. You guys don't understand. And listen, quote, the chi energy of acupuncture, auras, and chakras could possibly be just another part of God's creation only known, uh, uh, only unknown to them. What? No, God warns about this stuff. It's called the occult. Read the Bible. But that's what he says. Well, this might, yeah, maybe, maybe you know, uh, we don't read the word chakra in the Bible, but, you know, we can just take what's good and somehow maybe it's okay. No, it's not. It's new age. It's the occult through and through. But, but now there's a whole movement called the Christian holistic movement. It's crazy. It doesn't make it Christian and it certainly doesn't make it holy. It's new age, now even creeping into the church it's all over the place so now the workbook as we finish in 47 seconds all right the workbook there it says how do you witness these guys right well number one of course the same pattern we we sanctify your heart be prepared to give an answer that's why you're hopefully here so we can get equipped number two pray this is a spiritual battle You can't make them get saved. You can't make anybody get saved. I can't either. But pray that God's spirit would open their eyes, remove the scales, the hardness from their heart. Okay, number three, be ready with a good understanding of the scriptures. Know your Bible, right? And be able to defend it. Do not argue. Don't attack the person. Make sure you define your words and don't get off on tangents. The important points are the source of authority. And where's their source of authority? All this. Where's ours? The Bible, right? And so you need to know the source of authority, the nature of God, because theirs is totally different, the personal work of Jesus, the nature of man, and the means of uh, uh, salvation. And uh, once again, as always, avoid Christian jargon. It has no meaning to the unchurched. To sanctify the deep front, justify the deep front. They don't know what that means. Most Christians don't either. But you repeat it, right? Don't use that stuff. Keep it simplistic. They don't know, right? So know why you believe what you believe. And I really believe a test of that is If you can get rid of the Christian East. Now, specifics, and and they said the specifics for Hinduism and Buddhism that we saw before. And that's basically reiterating that God is personal. That you can have an intimate, loving, beautiful relationship with God, the one and only God, the creator of the universe. What do they believe in? Basically, Hinduism. That's what? It's just some force. Or Buddhism. It's kind of like an atheism version. You just become nothing, right? Well, no. You can have an intimate, God is real. He's not a force, He's personal. And you can have a relationship with them. We need to emphasize that. They don't have that, right? And it's just, to them, it's just the great unknown. The uniqueness of Jesus Christ, right? He's not one of the other avatars out there. He's not just like, well, he's just like Buddha, Muhammad. No, he's not. He is absolutely unique. He is God, he is fully God, fully man. In fact, Buddha didn't die for you. Muhammad didn't die for you. The great confused one didn't die for you, but Jesus did. He's radically different. And so we need to bring out those differences uh, to a, a new ager. Also, you need to bring out the fact that they believe in what's called, I, this is extra, um, in relativism, right? They believe that there's, you know, you get to make up, you know, whatever. There is no absolute truth. That's why they'll go, oh, I'll take a little bit of astrology, a little bit of augury. How about some of this massage thing? Hey, I'm into colors too. You, <laughs> right? And and that's what, no, 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 There's only one way to get to heaven. That's through Jesus Christ. Not many different ways, many different things. Okay, and he said he is the way, the truth. Where's his truth? It's only in that book, right? And in that book also warns us against all this stuff. Deuteronomy 18, Leviticus 19, we saw before, amongst others. Okay, so we need to be able to demonstrate that. And the moment that you say there is no absolute truth, what did you just say? He just made an absolute statement, right? So you can't so just new thoughts that they've never probably been challenged with. Uh, and, but back up to number two, share with new agers the implications of the belief system. For example, many new agers do not realize that one of the implications of pantheism, all is God, is that God is impersonal, is your final blank. da 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 Impersonal is your blank there. And again, emphasize a personal relationship. Also, one of the implications of the belief in karma and reincarnation. Okay, is that there is no innocent sufferers, that those people need to suffer, that uh, that's their fault, that's why that guy's starving to death, because in a past life, he was probably greedy with food. Oh, that's why that person's got a malady, he's, he's uh, deformed and all that stuff, because he probably did something really rotten to somebody in the past life. And, and so, the, the, excuse me, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says God created paradise, because sin entered the world, okay all this sin and suffering has uh, transgressed. But guess what? God so loved the world that he gave us his son so that we could all be forgiving of the sin and suffering that we even caused to other people because we're all infected with the sin nature now. But guess what? There's a way out of this mess. There's hope. And it doesn't take a billion cycles of maybe I can, maybe I didn't come back as a flea or a tree or a bee or whatever. You can know right now today that you're out of this mess for good in a what? A place with what? Out suffering. Heaven. They have none of this. The very basics of Christianity we take for granted is music to the ears. So keep that in mind. And, and just one thing about uh, absolute truth. Um, one demonstration uh, as a former New Ager, because I was big on this relativism. You don't tell. I make up truth. I decide what is right and wrong. Whatever is right is true to me, whatever is true to you. And you need to respect mine. You just back off. Don't tell me what to do. Right? I will decide. Nobody ever challenged me with a common sense analogy that, no, there is right and wrong okay, there is inherent right and wrong ingrained in us, you don't decide that. There is a universal moral law within mankind, Romans chapter 2. Why? Because we've been created by a universal moral law giver. And it's really easy to demonstrate with a new ager who's hooked on this relativistic mindset that there is no absolute truth. I make up truth, right? Uh, There are no absolutes, okay? So to demonstrate that, I need somebody to give me their wallet. Please don't all jump at once, please don't all jump at once. Bobby, give me your wallet. Yeah, get it for Bobby on the front row. Awesome. This, I need something. Give me kids. Anybody got a wallet with something in it? It's got, it's got to be the point here. Yeah, Ruth, get it for Ruth. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Ruth is coming up here with her wallet. Driver's like, no, I, don't, I want cash. You got cash. And what do you got in here, cars? I love Pastor Billy. Oh, I love you too, Ruth. That's nice. You got my picture. That was from three years ago. My hair was messed up, but I I appreciate that. No, I thank that. All right, well, hey, thank you guys for tonight, and uh, we're just going to close in prayer. Thank God. No, this is one of the easiest ways to witness to a New Ager and anybody really with a New Age mindset that there is absolute truth. Because if I were to literally take this, and often what I instruct people is, literally grab their wallet, their purse, what do they give you, and literally walk away. And I mean walk. Don't turn around, nothing. Walk away. Because... Hundred percent of the time, what are they gonna say? What? Like, stop. And you say, What why? You got my wallet. So? Well, give it back. I'm like no. And then they'll say something, well that's not right. Well, in my world, I determined that it was right. <laughs> right? But you can't do that. Well, what gives you the right to say that it wasn't right? And right, and what you're doing is slowly getting them to think, well, wait a second. You're right. We, all of us know inherently it's wrong to, what's the Bible say? Steal. Where'd that come from? It's wrong to murder. It's wrong. It's right. God, Romans chapter 2, has written his law in our hearts. Even if you never come, that's why people are, nobody's without excuse, Paul says. Nobody's going to, there's no guy on a desert island. I don't know. What about the guy on a desert? You he never heard about Jesus, never in the Bible. Listen, there's the light of creation, the light of conscience, what I just demonstrated. Everybody knows inherently there is a right and wrong. Give it up for Ruth. Yay. All right. There is a right and wrong, inherently, right? You don't decide what's right and wrong. God has planted that within us, hopefully, so that we'll come to the next logical conclusion. Wait a second. That's a universal moral law. Where did that come from? Universal moral law giver. Oops. I've broken that law. I need a savior, right? And that's what Paul goes into Romans chapter 3. No one is righteous, no, not one. And then he goes into, but the just shall live by faith faith and, of course, Jesus Christ. So keep that in mind. Lord willing, next week we are going to get into Roman Catholicism. Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and Get a Life Ministries, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, before you go, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? You see, here's the problem. The Bible says that nobody automatically gets to go to heaven, and that's because God is holy